Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Okay, so this story, conf- I don't know if it confuses me, it does scare me a little bit. My broadband reporting that Google is testing a medical AI chatbot in hospitals. What could go wrong? So uh, Google is uh, MedPalm Palm 2. I don't know, we're going to ask the experts about this. But uh, apparently this is now being tested in hospitals, a medical Chatbot. Well, we are joined this morning by Maria Nettling. He's a principal for artificial intelligence at Synthesis. Maria, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Good morning, Howard. Um, I'm good, thanks, and yourself. I am well, thank you. So, I mean, we know we're there, right? We in this world of AI, and and uh, we can expect a lot of this to happen. But when it comes to our health, yes. we get a bit nervous, or I get a bit nervous. Uh, you know, like, uh, what, what is this? What, what, are they, what are they testing? So the healthcare profession or the medical profession and AI are no strangers to each other. I mean, I remember 20 years ago when I started um, using AI or actually creating AI, you know, the researchers creating uh, artificial neural networks to predict or diagnose diseases, based on test results and biomarkers. And then as the computer vision age um, started up 10 years later, people um, creating artificial intelligence to diagnose diseases based on images. And now we just have new technology in the language domain and these language models. And inevitably, it is going to be applied to the medical profession as well. So, I mean, everyone is striving to better diagnose or treat patients and bring the knowledge of experts to to everyone because no one doctor can be an expert Mm -hmm. in everything. I I know that I remember during during COVID, one of the organizations, Hatsola, had a a home care system where they would get the stats from people as to how they were doing, and they could tell before the person knew if they were going to be in trouble in a number of hours or days or whatever Mm -hmm. it would be, and they could say to them, listen, we want you to go to the hospital because we are concerned. The person might have been feeling fine, you know, but they could. Is that, to some extent, the use of artificial intelligence or or machine learning? What is that? It is. It's a very good um, example of machine learning where they take vital statistics and they can do a prediction if um, I, I mean, I've seen it where they predict if people are going to be uh, admitted into the hospital or not based on some vital statistics. Right. Um, so a very good example of machine learning in action, yes. Right. So it's the it, – but then now the whole new development is more about language, isn't it? That's right. And trying to imbue facts and knowledge into the – the large language model. So Palm that you mentioned there is Google's version of uh, GPT from OpenAI. Yes. It's the most capable language model that they've tra- trained. It's a very large language model, almost sort of a trillion parameters or weights uh, when we talk about these uh, model sizes. And they've specifically taken their model that you may find behind Google search or, or, or BARD, and they've fine-tuned it or trained it on a medical domain and um, questions and answers from experts. And they found that it works better on um, 
completing the U.S. medical exam than wow. the other models out there. Wow. It works better than GPT and their prior version of Palm. This right. is Palm 2. Yes. So, so it knows it's, it knows it's, how, how would it practically interface with a patient? Because that's also, it's, it's all very well to have the system that's got this knowledge in inverted commas, got this expertise, but unless it interfaces well with the customer or the patient, the adoption isn't going to be successful. That's right. I think at the moment they may be even targeting medical professionals, oh. um, because I think, you know, the bot will talk a language that you and I don't understand. That's true. You know? Yeah, yeah. And so this would be like a co-pilot to a doctor or a second opinion, you know, where the doctor can bounce off uh, the the symptoms he sees and ask it for a second opinion on, on what could be wrong or how to treat a particular um, disease. A friend of mine who's a physician always says that patients come to him for a second opinion. Google's the first opinion. <laughs> and then they come to him just <laughs> to confirm. The third yeah, exactly, just to confirm. So, so this, and, and I, I guess you're right, is that if the medical, um, the medical teams, uh, doctors, nurses, um, administrators, if they, um, adopt this and they find it useful, then I guess the next step is the patient. But actually, interestingly yeah. enough, what you're saying is fascinating because you'd have to have different languages for doctors and for for the patients and for different levels of patients. Uh, yeah, you know, somebody right. maybe older who hasn't been exposed to certain things might speak a different language to that to a hypochondriac like me who engages in medical discussions. So it, yeah. it would be, it's quite interesting that. Absolutely. And if you want to make this available to um, low resource countries or areas in the world where there isn't regular access to doctors or medical care, um, mm. you, you need the right language or this model to produce the correct language. Still accurate, you know, um, advice and, and etc. but it needs to be understandable by the people using it. So there's a long way to go to get it to work at different levels, if mm. you ask me. Where is South Africa in all of this? Because obviously um, a more sophisticated environment such as the U.S. Is, has a very different type of uh, mm. system than we do here. How is, but at the same time, we could benefit much, as you've said, uh, from it uh, because of uh, you know giving many more people access to medical care. Where are we in our journey here? So we we have the ability to take these models and fine tune them on our own data. Uh, the problem is getting hold of enough data or the right type of data to fine tune these models. At the moment, um, especially something like medical care, where the, the stakes are high, the, the large companies, the big incumbents are doing this work and hopefully they'll release it if, if it turns out mm. to be valuable and accurate and trustworthy enough to the rest of the world without, you know, restrictions or encumbrances. Uh, so that's, that's what I'm hoping for that, like Google makes it available. We in South Africa, um, there, there's a lot of work, um, trying to take LLMs and putting it into business domains, etc. I haven't heard of anything specific to the medical domain um, that we're doing. Um, a few months ago, a, a startup company in the U.S. approached me to also do a, 
talk about a chatbot for a medical purpose, you know, specifically mm. focused, focused on, on, on patients in this case, not on uh, the medical mm. doctors, etc. But I haven't seen anything happening in South Africa. And I guess we will follow that because it really does uh, provide, it has the capacity to provide many people with medical care that maybe wouldn't have access before. Maria Nietling, thank you as always, Principal for Artificial Intelligence at Synthesis.